Good morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. What's going on? Welcome to your show. Welcome to your show. <laughs> well, actually, this is kind of your show. I do think of it as, uh, you know, a way to, I don't know, just try to help people look at things in a different light, you know? Uh, I feel like we live in a world where everybody um, is thinking kind of almost the same way. And I, I know social media has done that because that's what it was designed to do. It silos people and puts you in these bubbles, and it's weird. The first thing that I was thinking about this morning... Anyway, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Daily Devotional, uh, which may, always makes me think of this show that I'm watching on HBO, that, that Val thing. And, you know, I just wish it was better. I can't fully recommend it because it's got too many episodes in it. And these people filmed a lot of stuff that just, to me, is fluff. You know, I get that the one lady was victimized, and she had that one show where it was mostly about her, and that should have been enough. But I think the thing that sinks the documentary for me is you see all these people videotaping themselves. uh, They documented the whole process of trying to bring this guy down which is not nearly as interesting as finding out about him and all his weirdness and the weird... I mean, apparently this guy was just super sexual. Not only was he, did he have a portion of his business, which is the cult, (laughs) um, that was dedicated to having women have sex with him. He also lived with three or four women and had sex with them too for years. I'm not talking like, you know every six months he'd switch them out like he was having sex with all these different women for decades and they all thought they were his girlfriend or something and then he also had the sex cult and if you see this little man you'd be like what I mean I I don't know what's so engaging about him but I wish they would just show the cult and not you know it just feels like a lot of weirdo hand wringing to me um and I'm you know I'm sorry they just seem I I don't think that they need to cut to the chase it's going on way too long in fact I almost forgot to watch it this week because it's boring the fun part is the finding out about the cult and you know getting under the rock of who this guy is and they spend maybe 20 minutes each episode on that and the rest is all this hand wringing and how could we fall for this and and watch I mean I don't know for my taste I just want to hear about the cult so the next documentary that's just about this guy if somebody made that that would be great because I really just want to hear about him I don't want to watch a bunch of people feeling guilty and feeling bad and you know that's that's another documentary (laughs) what he is and what he did to them that's what I want to see you know and they just give you like a little bit of that and like I said I almost forgot to watch it it's uh yeah it's not really a documentary this is more like um it kind of reminds me of and not directly but there was a show on in the 80s called 30 something which I'm surprised no one's resurrected and uh, even for the 80s, it was a lot of hand-wringing and uh, upper-middle-class white people guilt 
Um, and I remember the show just seemed to be, and I wanted to love it because I was young. I was super young and I was like, the 30s, you know, that's an interesting time of life. Not really, but it, you know, when I was young, I thought it was, I way more enjoyed my 40s. But anyway, uh, I was uh, excited, like, okay, I'm going to be in my 30s one day. And I remember even as a young person watching the show and being like, why are they, um, why do they spend so much time talking about themselves? (laughs) You know, it was like, they just spent a lot of time talking about themselves, feeling guilty. Um, it was a lot of hand wringing. That was, that's 30 something. That's how I remember it. And I thought it had the potential to be a really great show. And it just, it just, I don't know, it just never really took off for me, even though I did try to watch it. I think I stayed trying to watch it through college. I'm not sure when it was on. See, um, I can't remember the years it was on, but I had a sense of what it was and I tried to watch it. This reminds me of that. Stop the hand wringing. Stop feeling guilt. Just tell him, get, give me the give me the meat of the thing. I really just want to hear about this Keith Raniere guy and his weird sex cult and all his girlfriends and this this little odd looking little fella he's just got all these he plays volleyball all like there's nothing about him that should be um a sex king or whatever like he's there's you wouldn't gravitate towards him naturally and be like hey he's just so sexy because he's not but it's like every episode you find out more and more people are having sex with him so i just wish they would cut to the chase i wish they would cut just the interesting parts about Keith into one film and and put that together. That's my take on that. I just it's just boring. Um this way. And and I don't mean to be harsh cuz I know how hard it is as I'm putting together my own projects. I know how hard it is to make something that's entertaining. But, you know, and there's always the temptation to insert yourself into something. Um as a writer, I'm always concerned like would this character actually do this or am I making this character do what I wanted to do to facilitate another part of the story? Um, which I know you think that's overthinking it, but that's how I think about it. Like, I don't want to, uh, disrespect the the work or the characters by forcing my thoughts on a character or put my words in a character's mouth. Um, you want you want the characters to be true to themselves. And that's, what's going to appeal to any actor that takes the role. The actor's going to read it and be like, oh, okay, I know who this person is. Um, but if if I'm manipulating that character or not bringing 100% authenticity to that character, then I've sort of thrown, I've injected myself not only into the to the, the work in an improper way, but I've also kind of tainted what the actor's going to do and ultimately what the director's going to do. So I, I want to respect all the roles that everybody has, you know, so, you know, I give it a lot of thought. So I understand what it's like to put this, put this kind of work out. It's, it's, you know, these people were victimized and traumatized, uh, hypnotized by this little dude. And, and I get that you want to share that part of the story. It just, it's just not the most interesting part, we every episode we just see them hand wringing and waiting for someone, to, and I get that that's suspenseful, but it's prob this this series is probably uh, way too long. They need to just focus on the cult 
and you don't need all these episodes with the same stuff in it. You know, I think the apex so far has been finding out that they branded people, but then they spend a ton of time, you know, hand wringing about how this, you know, uh, brand is affecting this woman and her husband. And to me, that's another documentary. That's not this. I want to know about this dude. Like, can you please tell me more about a man who feels like he can brand women uh, dangerously close to their vaginas, like on the pelvic bone? How, like, I want to know more about him. You know, what's his background? What's his life? How does he get here? He's He's the documentary, but they've somehow turned it into something else. And maybe they just didn't have enough access to him. I don't know anything about his background, where he comes from. You know, I know they said he was a genius and he kisses everybody on the lips and plays a lot of volleyball. I mean, I still don't have enough evidence as to why this guy uh, influenced so many people. And then they keep cutting to away from that to talk about the people who feel so bad about being in the cult in the first place. That To me, that's just not where the meat of the story is. And like I said, I'm not trying to be disrespectful because I know how hard it is to craft these kinds of things, even documentaries. Um, but in terms of interest, uh, I want to hear about Keith Ranieri because I'm telling you guys to look at him. You wouldn't, (laughs) you wouldn't think a thing. He's just a little short man with too long hair and dirty glasses. Um, I don't get it. I wish, I wish they would show more about him, to be honest. Uh, I did not intend to talk 10 minutes about that, but you know how I am. It's whatever I'm thinking about. Uh, I did not watch that debate. I just cannot stand Donald Trump enough to sit there and listen to him. Um, I'm over two-party politics, but I will not be voting for Donald Trump. And I hope there is a mass, giant, huge, undeniable victory for uh, for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Ain't you? And... Uh, so we can begin the work of at least trying to, uh, you know, and of course, even if they get eight years, it's still not enough time to try to reverse some of this nonsense that's been going on. But, you know, if the goal of a make America great was to make people infuriated and, and rip the thing down to the studs, then yeah, he did a great job. (laughs) If you wanted to expose people's raw emotion and tear the shit all the way up, great job. (laughs) So anyway, I do encourage people to vote this nonsense about not voting. I get it. I get why you're frustrated. And I don't believe politicians save our lives. Uh, I think you guys give too much credit to politicians and then you get mad because they don't do everything you thought they would do. Um, However, that does not mean you shouldn't vote. And this whole sentiment of like, don't just vote. That's dumb. Just vote. Get out there. A broken machine is better than no machine. I guarantee you that. A broken government is better than no government. A broken democracy is better than no democracy. You do not want to be in uh, uh, Russia. You don't want one person just calling all the shots and making all the money and everybody else not. Yeah, we tried to bring democracy around the world. That's not really our job, right? Our job is to to make sure our democracy is safe. So let's just do that. All right. Hope everybody has a wonderful, wonderful last day of September 2020. 
what a year. I had an amazing month. I thank you so much. I had a lot of uh, love shown to me this month for my birthday, but also you guys really came through and listened to the podcast and it's growing and I appreciate that. Keep liking, subscribing, giving us those five stars. Um, You can reach us in all kinds of ways, but you definitely can reach out and follow us on uh, at Mad Love Podcast on Twitter. We need to grow that, but also uh, at Just Media Works on Twitter at Just Media Works everywhere else. I am uh, consciously objecting from Facebook and Instagram. I do believe that Mark Zuckerberg is not uh, looking out for our best interest. Watch the Social Dilemma documentary on Netflix. Now that's how you do a good documentary. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, listen to these people who design social media platforms and listen to how they think about it. Hey, it's scary. And you'll want to delete your shit. All right. So take care of yourselves. We'll talk soon. Be well, be safe.
87 Thieves. 